everybody, I am back with another episode of WTF Do I Know Podcast. I'm Jimmy Delastrea, and today we're finally going to finish off, it's the grand finale of Exposing Elon Musk. This is it. After this, no more. I'm tired of looking at Elon Musk's face. And I'm tired about reading about how much money he has. So, anyways, in this episode, we're going to get, uh, the first part is going to be about breaking down some of, some more of his rocket launch videos and a couple other videos that I believe are fraud, but I'm going to try and hit them really fast, uh, one after another and not waste too much time on it because this thing is going to be pretty long. So I'm going to go over the launch of SN8, SN9, SN10, uh, a video about a Starbase tour, and also his latest uh, stunt, the Tesla bot reveal. In the section after that, I'm going to go into how there is a NASA Nazi connection that I think everybody should be aware of and that there's also a world famous Nazi to Elon connection slash prediction from the 1950s. A world famous Nazi predicted Elon's rise to power. And then in the last part, it's just gonna, we're gonna go into his wiki profile, talk about some of his companies. Uh, probably the best part of that is getting into the Tesla scandals. There's been a couple of lawsuit scandals, which I'll be getting into, but let's not waste any time. Let's just get into it. Let's go. All right. So in this go around, I'm gonna try and shoot these out as fast as I can fully automatic on your ass because I've got quite a, well, let me see what I got here, like four or five videos to go through, but that's going to take way too long. So I'm just going to hit y'all with the straight minimal details, the most important stuff that I caught just to take advantage of time and give you, um, that way I can move on to different subjects. But I wanted to keep on breaking down this whole fraud of his launches. It started off with, you know, the Cybertruck glass and also then probably the worst one of all, him launching his car into space. But now we're going to move on to his uh, rocket launches. And we're going to start with SN8. So if you want to i would suggest you know going back and actually watching these videos so you can see what the fuck i'm talking about um and this one just go to you know you you go to youtube find the official spacex videos of a sn8 launch now, the first thing that popped out to me, this thing was recorded live on 12-9-2020. This is the first one that kind of caught 
my eye. I was like, wait, what was that? <clears throat> and when I'm referencing these SN launches, I'm going to go by the T clock. So on all these uh, rocket launches, he has, you know, the T plus, you know, it, you know, because when you they launch the rocket is T minus whatever, and then it launches and it's like T plus. But this is going to give you the time code. So when I'm referring to these things, and if you're trying to find it in the video, you could see what I'm talking about. Because if I just say, hey, go to five minutes, you might be watching the two hour long video, or you just might be watching the five minute highlight video. But by going by the T time code, this is how you'll see what I'm talking about. So on SN8, the first thing, well, the article came up on my computer and I looked at it and first thing was kind of weird is that it wasn't a video. It was a little GIF. I was like, okay, why don't they just show me a link to the video? And there was something a little off about the GIF, which I'm about to get to. But if you're watching the video, go to T plus six minutes and 19 seconds. You can watch the whole thing and catch little things, but here's one of the big things. At T plus six minutes, 19 seconds, there's three camera views, live camera views of the rocket. Strange thing is that on the main big one where you can see the whole rocket, it looks like the rocket is going through a big cloud. But in the other two, like that, and these are the cameras that are on the rocket. One of them shows a, a rear fin, and one of them, the other one shows another fin. Not the best camera angles, but I mean, maybe they just had to do it like that. You know, they had nowhere else to put it. And and these cameras, shouldn't they have been better quality? You're talking about one of the the top companies, technology companies. The fuck, you couldn't afford it. You put like a, a webcam from fucking 2004 on this shit. It's, it doesn't fucking make sense to me. One of the weird things when they're shoot, when you see the camera shooting the rockets, I'm like, what camera is actually filming these things? Because the camera's not zooming in. Did they launch a fucking drone that can go just as fast as these rockets to keep like in perpendicular height with the rocket like the way it's filmed doesn't make sense to me maybe it just has to be explained but something's fishy so anyways okay there's a cloud going through the main rocket but in the other live cameras there doesn't seem to be any clouds that it's going through i know what the argument's going to be oh it could have been fog or a cloud going in front of the camera but not necessarily the rocket Okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give you all that one. If you keep on watching at T plus 6 minutes, 27 seconds, that's where the edit occurs. And I'm actually going to watch it right now. That's when the edit happens. It, the camera switches. The main camera switches as does one of the side cameras, interestingly. 
And this next scene, I would argue that next scene was actually real. It looked pretty real to me, and but it could also have been just as easily the launch played in reverse. Maybe not really because of the way it kind of swoops in, but this is where the weird part is at. At T plus 6 minutes 42 seconds, there's an edit, there's an edit from when the rocket lands and then it explodes. And this is what stuck out to me in the gif of the article I was reading. Because right when it explodes, there's obviously an edit there and there's obviously a camera change or a scene change. Something happens. It doesn't line up fluidly. They try to pass it off as smooth as they can. But if you watch closely, there's a weird little edit right there. The sky changes a kind of different color. The camera's in a very slightly different position, maybe a foot or two, if that. And the, the rocket even shifts a little bit. It's really weird. I just don't understand why that would have to have been done unless there's some kind of fraud going on here. Why not just show the straight footage of it coming down, landing and exploding? There's an edit, and not only that, that explosion is a little iffy to me. It, it, it looks real, yet at the same time, it kind of doesn't. And in this world, where we're at now, technologically, I mean, that could be faked. But the problem is, the fakery here is sloppy. There's loose ends. There's weird edits going on here. <clears throat> And I saw that and it just immediately triggered inside of me, especially with all the other stuff that uh, I think I'm looking at fraud again here. <clears throat> I'm not sure why I'm not. Maybe the, the rocket, the actual rocket that they filmed then didn't explode right. Or maybe that was just CGI and then. They just filmed like an explosion. Look, I'm not sure how they did it, but something's up. Okay. That's, that was SN8. After, at that point, I was like, okay, maybe I need to start paying attention to these rocket launches. So now let's move on to the next one. So now if we move on to SN9s, which was launched on 2-2-2021. The thing ends up crashing at T plus 626. Interesting time to stop the clock. The main thing about this one is that there's another weird edit right before the crash landing. So... If you're watching it, go to about six minutes, watch it from there, and you'll see right before the crash, the, sh the rocket comes down in front of the camera. It shows the flip maneuver, and then the camera falls in front 
or below the camera, I, I should say. The whole thing, to me, that one actually looks pretty real. I actually kind of buy that one. But one of the most critical parts is, you know, seeing that whole flip maneuver and during part of the critical scene, you only see a part of the rocket. Then it switches over to a long view and you see the thing from like a mile away falling and blowing up on the launch site. There's something, something's up with it, okay? Something's up with this edit. It didn't look completely clean to me. I could be wrong, but I think there's something going on here. But it's not the best example. The best example is going to come up on Starship 10, SN10. Uh, SN10. This one's probably one of the worst defenders of all. Did I say def defenders or offenders? I meant to say offenders. So, SN10, look up that video and go to T plus 5 minutes 59 seconds. From that point, for the next 10 seconds, this is the part where the spaceship does the most critical, the, the starship, the rocket, does the most critical part of the whole thing. And that's flipping over and landing, which gives it its whole reusability factor, right? So start watching five minutes, 59 seconds for about the next 10 seconds. You are watching nothing but 100% CGI. Go and watch it for yourself and tell me that is not CGI. There's a point where the rocket does the flip and the the flames coming out of the bottom does like a fucking lens flare. Like a JJ Abrams lens flare. Like did JJ Abrams fucking direct this part of the uh of the launch or the you just have to see it my god that is i'm telling you 100 that is cgi there's no way that part is real and it makes me think why would they fake that because maybe he they don't they can't even do the actual flip right which is crazy to me because on one hand, I want to think that they have way more advanced technology than they're telling us. But at the same time, they're having to fake this fucking rocket doing a flip. And that makes me think maybe they don't have it as crazy advanced technology as they tell us. They just get us to believe that they do. And get us to, to pay them the money through our government, through NASA... You know, the, the, our tax dollars that we paid for to, to make this bullshit. That f scene is bullshit. Go down to the comments and read how many comments 
This isn't Jimmy saying it. This is the regular people on YouTube saying how fake it looks and how it looks 100, like 100% CGI, basically. More people are calling it out than people defending it. You know, you'll have the the people who end up defending it are like, oh, are you, a, you must be one of those flat earthers. Well, dude, if you're fucking believing this bullshit, I mean, I'd, I'd rather believe the flat earthers at this point. Because that's, that's CGI, bro. Trust me. I've never seen a flames do a fucking a lens flare like that. The flame looks so fake. The steam coming off the thing looks fake. When it passes in front of the camera, the metal looks fake. It looks like some fucking shit out of a Marvel movie. It looks like, but not even that good. Some fucking Disney shit. And guess what happened while I was watching this video uh, commercial for fucking Disney? Hmm. Interesting. I'm just telling you, you have to go and you have to see this for yourself. Watch those 30 seconds. That's it. I'm just asking you to watch 30 seconds of footage. And uh, I don't know, maybe you're not the best. You might not be the, the best at trying to spot out CGI, but just... I'm thinking most of y'all can. You know, some people really can. I know a lot of people who, who can't. I kind of studied it. I kind of, you know, and I've been playing video games forever so I can spot it. Like, I, I'm used to seeing it. And I got nothing else to say about it. You can believe it if you want. And I, I don't know. I'm I'm convinced I'm being shown bullshit. And the clock stops at six two nine. Of course. Alright, so the next fraud video that I want to break down is this one's titled So this is how you'll find it. Starbase Tour with Elon Musk Part One. And I mentioned this video in, I think, part two. This is the one where uh, supposedly Elon Musk hadn't taken a shower for five days because he's a disgusting fuck. <laughs> and um, and that's where I got the quotes from like the people who were just fawning over this dude about how incredible he is. And he's the one that we, we all needed we we never knew but we all needed him and he's going to he's going to save humanity <clears throat> so i want to just go into that video and go to actual youtube time about 6 minutes 19, 19 seconds that's when they switch scenes to them being out in what they call high bay now, one of the first things that popped out on me in this video is that Elon Musk stinks because he hadn't taken a sh No. Is he's got this giant neck. I mean, <laughs> he's got a giant cut on his neck. It actually looked like somebody tried to slit his throat. And in my mind, it was daddy. 
because he didn't do something right. And he probably opened his mouth and said some shit that he wasn't supposed to. And so somebody had to stick a knife <laughs> up to his neck and be like, shut the fuck up, dude. Just because you're a little royal bloodline prick doesn't mean you can say whatever the fuck you want. You can't step out of line. Jimmy, what proof do you have for these accusations? None. I have zero proof, okay? These are just the thoughts that flow into my mind when I see something. And I'm sharing them with y'all. Because I'm crazy. And at this point, you know, the, the little interviewer kid asks him about motherfucking how, how we're going to get to Mars and all all this shit and then Elon goes on to start talking about you know in order for us to be multi spe multi-planet species script the same almost exactly word for word the one he gave to Joe Rogan and this is what I'm trying to explain about all this stuff that he says all this stuff that he says is just like Memorized CEO bullshit. You know, have you ever, like, I, I've worked mostly in manufacturing type jobs, and sometimes the CEO will come around giving a tour to investors, and maybe they come to your area, and the CEO starts explaining about what goes down in your area, knowing goddamn well he doesn't spend any time there and he has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, he can talk about like a problem that happened or, you know, the theory behind it. But he's, he's not there. He's not there every day working on this thing hands on and can actually tell you like what the true issue is. He's probably just regurgitating a summary that your manager or somebody told him. And, you know. He uses this as like a, as a, all in all, when, when we would see this, we would call it the, the dog and pony show. And this is exactly what I felt like I was seeing in this Starbase tour. You know, he goes off on that and then he goes off on like, oh, my four elements of, you know, manufacturing, they're all just scripts. Almost none of it is him going like off the dome, as they say. That's how I felt. And, you know, during this thing, he's got the broken glass shirt and all these people on the on the fucking comments were like, oh, he's so funny. Look, he, he, he took that accident. And uh, he, he's rolling with it, you know, because he's got a good sense of humor. No, it's because we all know he's a fucking troll and he's trolling you guys. But the majority of people don't even fucking realize it. They just think it's it's funny. But the sad thing is the joke's on you because y'all fell for it. Now, around 7 minutes, 48 seconds. They're near this... Uh, Rocket, you know, that's about to go suborbital the next day, but it's like not even like halfway completed. Um, 
they're in there they're like at the bay and it's being put together supposedly and they have a bunch of like uh, cranes obviously to work on this thing because it's tall or whatever and uh, at at this point around the 7 minute 50 second mark there's about four or five cranes going on right around Elon and they weren't all going off earlier all of a sudden everybody decides to turn on their cranes and they're all making like a reverse beeping sound and as you can imagine so many of these cranes in the same area all beeping made listening to the interview almost impossible it so bad that elon actually comments he comments on the beat on the beeping by saying he says quote it's like everything around you is crying wolf it's pretty silly why is it so silly because this is an unworkable condition. You can't even communicate. Nobody can communicate. He had to make this little comment because it's so ridiculous that there's this many machines beeping and going off at once. Nobody would be able to actually work in this environment. But that's the thing. I don't think anybody is working in this environment. And there's something very telling about that quote. It's like everything around you is crying wolf. What does he mean by that? I took it to mean, I mean, I don't know what you think it means. I took it to mean as all this that you're seeing is all bullshit. It's all crying wolf. The rocket, the loud, the loud banging in the background. It sounds like someone's just like hitting a hammer on a large piece of metal. I guess it's he's building a part of the rocket in the back, but you don't see it. You just hear lo loud banging. And these cranes are going up to the heights of the rocket and then they'll just like go to the top and then come back down. They didn't actually do anything. And then I started noticing something else as I started watching the people around this, you know, supposedly super busy. They're, they're on a such tight schedule, but everyone's standing around not doing shit. Really go back in and, and check it out for yourself. It's one of the first things that jumped out at me. There's all these construction crew people with vests and stuff. Nobody is doing anything anything they're literally just standing around kind of talking to each other kind of like pointing here and like saying some stuff and then they'll they'll point back to another direction and then the guy will nod like oh you're like yeah yeah that, that's coming up it's all fucking fake it's um i saw this and i was like these people aren't fucking working this looks like if you were in a Hollywood set and hired a bunch of people to be like, hey, put on this hard hat and this vest and uh, pretend to be a, a construction worker.
seriously, this thing is already s seven, eight minutes in. Go and look at the, the... Tell me one person who's actually doing something. If I was the foreman here and knowing, hey, we're supposed to be launching in fucking three days or whatever the fuck it was. Why the fuck is everyone standing around? Like, it's ridiculous. So add that to the fact that you got this in insane noise of all these beeps going around to where you can't even communicate. I started asking, I was like, is this even a real fucking job site? What the fuck is going on? I was like, this is... And as, as I was going down the comments, people were commenting how, hey, how come Elon and other some other people aren't wearing hard hats when they're supposed to be in a designated hard hat construction area? You're working on a fucking tall ass rocket banging on shit, supposedly... There could be fucking falling debris. That should be a hard hat area. But he's not wearing a hard hat. Not only that, there's a motherfucking dog running around. There's a little fucking Yorkie running around this construction site. Is that normal? I've done fucking construction. I didn't have a fucking Yorkie running around the construction site. And we were all wearing fucking hard hats. So are we witnessing an OSHA violation? Or are we just witnessing everything around you crying wolf? It's pretty silly. Remember he said, you know, yeah, this whole thing of us building a rocket. It's pretty silly. Yet it's a uh, it's about to be like a monumental accomplishment for humanity but it's pretty silly and then guess what happens at around 11 minutes 35 seconds if you want to go in there and listen to this for yourself the interviewer the kid you know the lucky kid and oh he's so lucky he got to talk to Elon I think he uh he kind of messed up the script because he ends up saying, quote, you have a lot of people on set right now. Now, when have you ever known to call your workplace a set? What do you think of when you hear somebody say, this is a set? You think of fucking Hollywood. The argument's going to be what? Oh, it's because they're they're filming something? Yeah, but just because you're filming something, does that make it a set? Where you're when you're on a construction site where they're supposedly building rockets, would you really call it a set? That's going to be the argument, but I don't agree with that. The kid fucked up and he slipped. Because they are on a set. Look at the background, look at the people, look how everyone's acting, look at these supposed OSHA violations of no helmets and dogs running around, yet at the same time they're going to tell you that 
they're like at peak rush to get this thing to go into outer space and that Elon Musk hasn't taken a shower for five days. Come on, people. We can't just keep buying the bullshit. Elon kind of brushes it off. You know, he's like, this fucking newbie doesn't know how to fucking... Jesus. But they didn't want to reshoot it. So they just left it in there. But how many people are actually going to make that connection? Then Elon, a little bit after that, goes on to say that the... Starts spouting off some memorized math and talks about how the booster is designed to have 3,600 tons of propellant. I just thought that was interesting for my numerology friends. 3,600 tons. More, so yeah, like I said, more of his fucking scripts and more of nobody working. At around 20, 28 minutes, 27 seconds... They move the camera to a one of the grid fan grid fans for the rocket. <clears throat> the thing looks fucking rusted. And they said, "Oh man, it looks so cool! It looks like a it looks like a big old bear trap for a dinosaur." <laughs> Whatever, man. This thing doesn't look like it was engineered to perfection. I mean, it it is just a test flight, right? Maybe that's what it is. But I, I'm asking myself, what are they doing with this thing? Like, the rocket's not even done. Like, why are they bringing this fin part? They're not going to actually mount that thing on camera. This was another part of their little script. They're like, oh, and then we can go to this and show this. And you can see all these, like, construction people holding you know, with the crane holding the fin up. And again, look at them. Do they look like they're having a real conversation? Or do they look like background actors? Look at the way they're talking about. Well, you can't really hear, but you can kind of imagine. And it's just so obvious. Like, that's how you would act if you're trying to act as if you're like a busy construction worker. It's just, it's too fucking much. And around this time is when the fucking, the little dog appears. Really? You had a dog running around this freaking uh, job site? I mean set? So you can go in and you can watch it for yourself and you can maybe disagree with me. I'm telling you, you're going to waste your time. You're just watching a smelly autistic dude. But if you want to spend your time doing that, hey, what, whatever. If anything, at least just go to the parts I highlighted and um, decide for yourself. <sighs> All right, so the last little video... All right, so the last little video that I just want to make a comment on about more of his fraud is one of his latest stunts. 
And that's where Elon Musk reveals the Tesla bot. I tried to find the full presentation. I couldn't find really like a good link. Whatever, I don't care. I get the gist of what the fuck happened and I'm going to make it obvious to you here. So the one I found was by CNE Highlights. And the video being called Elon Musk Reveals Tesla Bot. I believe that's what it was called. And what do you see? Some fucking corny ass CGI. Not even really animated, just camera showing this like, ooh, futuristic. It's got some cool music, some fucking cool techno music. And you're seeing this Daft Punk looking Android thing, but it's CGI. It's not even meant to trick you. It's just straight up. That's what it is. It's just straight up CGI. So I'm like, okay. Then the next thing is that it cuts to a obviously human in a cheap suit that looks like the one that we just saw the CGI of. And he starts dancing. This was the big Tesla bot reveal. Shitty ass CGI and then 100% troll fraud. A fucking dude in a, in a fucking doing the worm and fucking. And everybody's, I guess everyone's laughing again because it's so funny. Everybody thought they were going to get to see a real robot, but you could just get to see a, a dude dancing. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, it just seems like he's putting less and less effort into these things and just... The CGI wasn't even animated. It was just like a, a still model of a fucking little robot and it zoomed into like different parts of them kind of slow to show off the, the the texture i guess ooh it's textured and then yeah let's cut to this guy uh just dancing and you know what you're elon musk so everyone's gonna just laugh at it and the only reason i saw the shit is because once again popping up it pops up on my fucking news CNBC or I don't even know what the fuck the homepage is it at work but it popped up again and oh once again Elon Musk uh, has the last laugh you know what he's not getting the last laugh on this one because I'm not laughing at it do I think he they actually could have fucking robots like that maybe maybe they have shit more advanced maybe they don't and I don't fucking know until I fucking see when I can't fucking say for sure one way or another. The whole point of him announcing this was kind of just to bring it to your face that, yeah, uh, maybe like in 10 years when these things are supposedly going to come out that uh, we're going to need less uh, workers doing like manual labor. So maybe my job is not going to exist anymore because it's going to be done by this 
robot. Oh, but don't worry. They put a funny little quirk in there that it's not going to be able to run outrun a human. So you can run away from it in case you need to. <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. And they're also going to make it weak so that it won't be able to overpower you. You know, or crush your face in like on the Animatrix. But it's it's all it's all fun. It's all fun and games. They're just building this robo robot army to destroy humanity. And it's hilarious. But yeah, that's about it. Go if you I mean if you like watching stupid troll video I don't even know how to explain it. Like these things are getting How many examples is that now? Five, six examples. Some better than others. But there's this common theme throughout all his troll presentations of CGI mixed in re with reality, but it's Elon Musk, so the scientists of the world aren't going to question it. And... It's just time for us to start, start calling bullshit. We gotta start calling bullshit on this shit and stop buying, buying shit just because it's coming from a person who's real rich or supposed to be smart as shit. Stop taking their words as gospel. All right, people? And maybe I'm preaching to the choir, but this is a lot of times when I'm talking about this stuff, it's for the general public. Because they're the ones who need to wake up to the bullshit. The only other little thing I'm going to mention before I move on to another section is that um, I also saw another article recently about how the Cybertruck is being delayed yet again. Dang it, still, it's still not being made. But don't worry, guys, that the one I talked about in the other video, that that one was real. It looked like shit, but it was real. OK, but there's no sign of them actually making it. And maybe in another two years, four years, six years, 10 years, we're probably going to have the Cybertruck in the metaverse before we have it in the actual universe. Funny thing enough, those are going to be made in my neighborhood not my little neighborhood but you know close to the city where i stay in the giga factory the factory that's gonna create the ai robots that are gonna buck us over like in terminator 2. or not so the next thing i want to talk about is this thing I've been teasing y'all with about a connection being made with <clears throat> Elon and a very famous Nazi we may or may not have heard of. Before that, I just want to touch up on an idea that I had about Elon and his name. Now, when I looked it up, I believe the 
background of his name actually means, if I'm not mistaken, oak tree, which is interesting because the oak tree is very important to certain religious sects and beliefs. And it's definitely very important to the Druids. Now, before finding out any of this background of his name, I just on my own thought about his name, Elon, Elon. And I thought it was interesting because I had known that L, E-L, is actually a way of saying God. At one point, many people, many of the people referred to the one God as L. But at the same time, the another weird thing is that it's Elon. And I remember hearing somebody talk about how it's very common for demons to be named with on at the end of their name. Uh, for example, Jebulon, and I'm actually looking at a page full of demonic names, King Paimon, Dantelion, Maimon, Paimon, Amaimon, which is interesting because it also reminds me of Solomon. Which I'm still not sure is this guy truly actually supposed to be a good guy or a bad guy. Because there's a weird like uh, flip in, be in between there where that some people say he was actually taking over because he was always trying to use uh, demons for his own purpose. And that one actually took over and supposedly like just like launched them <laughs> like into the ocean, like fucking like some Dragon Ball Z shit, just like fucking threw him out of there. And that there's actually a, a demon that took over this, this ruler of the Israelites, I guess. So it's very weird, very interesting. I just thought I had to put that in there because then I put the name together, God and Demon. Oh, maybe Elon is a demon god. Or he is the god demon. Or he's the Antichrist. Who knows? I'm definitely reaching here, but it's just funny that his name is Elon. And guess what? The name this isn't the first time the name Elon is mentioned. It's mentioned by a very famous Nazi. Our old friend, Werner von Braun. One of the people who started NASA. Not just people, Nazis that started NASA. His full name being 
Warner Magnus Maximilian. Wow. Freyer, which means he's German Roman royalty, von Braun, who was born on March 23rd, 1912. I mean, they gave this dude a fucking bad badass name. Warner Magnus Maximilian. And when I hover over Freiherr, are designations used as titles of nobility in the German-speaking areas of the Holy Roman Empire. Interesting. And let me just go over his, uh, a quick little profile about him. Von Braun was a German-American aerospace engineer and space architect. He was the leading figure in the development of rocket technology in Nazi Germany and a pioneer of rocket and space technology in the United States. While in his 20s and 30s, Von Braun worked in the Nazi Germany's rocket development program. He helped design and co-develop the V2 rocket at the V2 rocket during World War II. Following the war, he was secretly moved to the United States. Along with about 1,600 other, other German scientists, engineers, and technicians as part of Operation Paperclip. He worked for the U.S. Army and at, on an intermediate range ballistic missile program. He developed the rockets that launched the United States' first space satellite, Explorer 1, in 1958. So, in case you didn't know, after World War II, we beat the Germans, supposedly, but we brought over their top people and apparently their top nobility and brought them over here and started working for us because we were like, well, we'd rather have them for us than let Germany have them and we can't just kill them. And these guys are making badass weapons, so how about we take, we can just forget about all the fucked up shit they did. Yeah, just push it off to the side and bring him over, work for us. And guess what did he what did he help form? NASA. In 1960, his group was assimilated into NASA, where he served as director of the newly formed Marshall Space Flight Center and as the chief architect of the Saturn V super heavy launch vehicle that propelled the Apollo spacecraft to the moon. In 1967, Von Braun was inducted into the National Academy of Engineering. And in 1975, he received the National Medal of Science. So many awards. He advocated a human mission to Mars. On the quick profile of Wiki, that's the final sentence about how he was advocating a human mission to Mars. A famous nobility, aka royal bloodline super Nazi who helped start NASA and is responsible for getting us to the moon, yet somehow we still can't get to the moon 
but we somehow did it in 1969, but Elon Musk in 2021 can barely get out of the Earth's atmosphere. I guess he, he's just not as good as the, the Nazi guy was. The reason I went and read off that little profile is to show you that there is a link between the Nazis and NASA, and there always has been, always will be. Now, who else helped form the early NASA years? Well, if you actually get into you'll get into characters such as Jack Parsons of Jack Parsons Laboratory, who was often talking to demons and doing all kinds of weird occult shit, hanging out with Aleister Crowley. Oh, and who's the other guy they were hanging out with? Oh, yeah, L. Ron Hubbard of Scientology. A well-known cult. Basically, everyone acknowledges that it's a cult now. So we got this dude hanging out with a cult demon summoning and talking to dark entities and another guy who's fucking starting a weird pseudo-scientific sci-fi cult with Hubbard. <clears throat> and guess who else? Our friend Von or Von Braun was famous friends with Walt Disney. It shows right here in his in his wiki profile a picture with Von Braun next to Walt Disney, and the quote says Walt Disney and Von Braun seen in nineteen fifty four holding a model model of his passenger ship collaborated on a series of three educational films among other things this suggests that braun himself had enough free time to popularize cosmonautics due to the fact that priority in the design of the space rocket was given to other people mm, he gets all the credit but other people did the actual who does this sound? this sounds strikingly like elon oh and he he was this Nazi was good friends with uh, Walt Disney. And 60 years later, I have Elon, who is now basically the new NASA, popping up in Disney movies. You see, all this shit actually connects. There's a connection here. A very weird, dark... I don't, I don't even know what else to say. Just like, what the fuck? So here's the trippiest part. In 1952, Von Braun came out with a book originally in German called The Mars Project and in German Das Mars Project. This came out in 1952. He wrote it as a non-fiction -sci non scientific book. And it basically goes through showing how it's a story, but it's showing them how they're going to get to Mars. And it has designs of the spaceships they're going to use and what's going to happen when they get to Mars. Apparently, this was initially written in 1948, so very soon after the end of World War II. But 
maybe what 20 years before we were actually supposedly went to the moon the book has been described as the most influential book on planning human missions to mars so this whole obsession of getting to mars actually came for the most part from these weird ass sci-fi writers and nazis and occultists who are all hanging out fucking coming up with this sci-fi bullshit it's what it actually ends up what i think most of it is so the crazy part about this book and the reason i'm talking about it it's because in the book it goes into how they're going to get to mars and all that and then how they're going to like encounter aliens there and and what the aliens look like and then how they're going to set up their little base and that they're going to eventually develop their own little government and that the government of Mars is going to be ruled by a governor called Elon. No joke. I'm going to go into the book and read the quote. It's going to show you this, but in 1948, Von Braun had written a book about how we're going to get to Mars and how the person that ends up ruling Mars is named Elon. And it just so happens that this random dude named Elon becomes the face of how we're going to get to Mars. Come on, people. This is this is the one that's that's too much of it. That's just a coincidence, huh? This whole thing is like a plan of a weird occult plan that these people have. Or, or maybe it's just a coincidence. An Elon, huh? So when I heard about this, that supposedly Warner Von Braun had written this book about going to Mars and that it was going to be ruled by a guy named Elon, I was like, no way, that's too fucking, that's too much. So I went and I found a copy of the translated book and tried to find this part scroll through it i didn't really read it because i'm not going to read book of a fucking nazi but anyways uh i found it i had to see for myself and it's wow it's true it's on page 177 of the mars project which came out Supposedly written in 48, came out finally like in 52, 53. And here's here's the quote on page 177. The Martian government was directed by 10 men, the leader of whom was elected by universal suffrage for five years and entitled, quote, Elon Two houses of parliament enacted the laws to be administered by the Elon and his cabinet. 
The upper house was called the Council of Elders and was limited to a membership of 60 persons, each being appointed for life by the Elon as vacancies occurred by death. In principle, the method was not unlike that by the... And it goes on. That's the main part. It's two or three sentences mentioning the Elon, but that that's who rules Mars. I just had to go in there and see if it was true, and it was. And it's just like, how? How? How is that? Come, you already know. I don't believe in fucking coincidences. And so, what happens? Uh, when did this happen? Maybe. Might have been 2021. It might have been before that. At one point, Elon Musk's changes his Twitter bio to Imperator of Mars. And the articles were so confused. Imperator, what 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 does it mean? What what is why is Elon posting this weird uh, bio, Imperator? Well, it turns out Imperator means governor. So Elon Musk in 2020-21 is claiming to be the governor of Mars, just exactly as predicted by quite possibly one of the most famous Nazis in history who started NASA in his book in 1950. And now it's actually happening and now the dude who's trying to get us to mars is now basically running the new nasa and is come on put all this shit together people and what this ends up telling me is that this whole storyline this whole everything that we're being told it's been planned it's part of a plan and it's been written a long time ago and we're just going along with the script and if you don't believe it's true go and look it up for yourself and go up look go look up elon's um changing his twitter bio to imperator mars check it all for yourself and then think think as to to these weird racist Nazi connections between Elon and his and the people around him and how now he's running NASA aka Nazi this why I mean that one really tripped me out but Make of it what you will. Oh my god, every time I... Wow. Every time I start trying to record... (laughs) My freaking dog does a high-pitched bark. That like shrieks through the... It reverberates out the backyard to the side of the house and in through the window. I think she finally stopped. So yeah, let me take a look at this dude's uh, wiki profile and see what uh, see if anything sticks out. So 
you load it up, you see his little picture, and uh, you know what? I'm not going to say anything about his looks. I mean, really, he's, he looks kind of normal. He looks kind of weird, but kind of normal. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. <laughs> but, <laughs> so above him is, uh, says Elon Musk under that FRS. When I first saw that, I was like, FRS? I don't even know what the fuck is that. That's his title. He has a title. In case y'all didn't know. FRS is Fellow of the Royal Society. And that picture is from Elon Musk. Uh, the Royal Society Admissions Day in London 2018. So the Royal Society is like this group of scientists that formed either in the 1500s or the 1600s. I think it first started in the 1500s. And I think Newton had a big role in the whole thing. But they're supposed to be like the the counselors to the royal family when they have a question about science. They go to these guys. Which is a red flag automatically for me. I mean, you're subservient to the royal family who are just straight up racist. How can you say that, Jimmy? Their whole belief is that their bloodline is better than everybody else's. And that's why they only marry their fucking brothers and cousins and shit. Yeah, they try to make it like, what's his name? And, and Megan, that was like a huge scandal. Guess what? They're related. It's not a huge fucking scandal. So, yeah, this group of scientists, and they basically set the standard for what is science, a.k.a. what is real, and what is not. The Royal Society. Um... Also in the royal society, if you're actually if you actually are royalty, you can become like a a royal member, or like you get like an extra title, like an extra. Oh, oh my God, you're the the royal counselor of the royal society. You fuck, there's all this title shit. Like when you if you ever gone back into history and look at some of like. Uh, It'll be like titles of, of documents or contracts or whatever, things that were written. And it's like the most honorable, serene, most amazing prince of Duke or something. Like, the fuck is all this shit? <laughs> Can you just make that shit up and put it in front of your name? So that's what's interesting about Elon, that he has a, he has a title. How many of y'all have royal titles? So, this dude, Elon Reeve Musk, his full name. Born June 28th, 1971. For all my numerology heads, break that one down. Born in Pretoria, Transvaal. Now, that kind of stuck out to me. Transvaal, I was like, hmm. Trans, huh? Because I... Feel like Elon is the trans, not maybe 
maybe not the, definitely one of the transhumanist, like a transhumanist ambassador, an AI prophet, if you will. But I mean, that could just be the name of the country. <laughs> and I'm looking for anything. It also reminded me of Transylvania. Hmm. Where our friend Vlad the Impaler, aka Dracula, is from. Who the royal family traces traces their lineage to. I, di I didn't look too far into it, but. I just thought the name was interesting. I tried to look a little bit into it, but it, did, it didn't really tell me anything. The only other thing I got to say about the picture is that it's just interesting. <laughs> when you go down to parents, May Musk, mother. Uh, where's his dad at? It says parents. Obviously, he had a dad, right? He's not on there. Why do you think he's not on there? Why wouldn't they put the, the, the name of the father of uh, the richest man in the world? Well, if you listened to my previous episode, you would know. Um, that, that's just, I just thought that was interesting that uh, they're trying to cover that little part out. Okay, let's just, let's go. Okay, let's go through his profile right quick and then just see if anything sticks out elon reeve musk frs in other words fellow of the royal society is an entrepreneur and business magnate he's founder ceo and chief engineer at spacex oh, he's a chief engineer he made those rockets okay early stage investor ceo and product architect of Tesla. So he's a CEO and he's the product architect. So he's a he's the chief engineer at SpaceX and he's also the architect at Tesla Inc. Obviously, right? Because he's so smart. Founder of the Boring Company and co-founder of Neuralink and OpenAI. A centibillionaire, which means you got over a hundred billion. Musk is one of the richest people in the world. And you know what's actually funny? Uh, I'm reading this off, off a thing that I actually printed. <laughs> so when I printed this out, currently as of, I'm recording this on the 9th of November. He is the richest person in the world. I think when I recorded the first one, he was the richest, but then he fell off by the the f first one. I mean, the first episode of this series, he was the richest and then he went down and now he like jumped up extra hard. And uh, yeah, so now he's the richest, but he actually has no money. According to the news articles, it's all stock. He, he has no money. He has less money than me or you. He has less cash than both of us. Me and you, the person listening to it, he has less cash than both of us. Uh, and that's why he doesn't have to pay taxes. 
So, um, anyways, let me continue. Musk was born to a Canadian mother, South African father, and raised in Pretoria, South Africa. He briefly attended the University of Pretoria before he moved to Canada at 17 to attend Queen's University. Queen's University? Another uh, royalty reference. He transferred to the University of Pennsylvania two years later. I wonder if he had uh, some family there, the... Uh, the Pennsylvania Dutch royalty that his lineage goes back to, where he received bachelor degrees in economics and physics. Perfect, because that's that's what he's about, right? Money and and rockets and physics. He moved to California in 1995 to attend Stanford University and decided instead to pursue a business career. I mean. I feel like he went to Stanford just to say he went to a, what do you call these things? These, uh, so he went to Stanford, which is one of the, uh, what the hell are they called? Like the top of the top universities, Stanford, Yale. I don't even remember the other ones, but they're basically like the elite universities. But he decided instead to start up a software company. So, I don't know, this, it's kind of telling me like, well, he didn't even really have to go to Stanford and continue his education because he was already set up with what he needed. And he goes on from there, from leaving Stanford to, uh, creating this company zip Two with his brother Kimball and they really by they I mean like the general media generally tries to make it seem like you know he was like a, a broke college kid but I mean you're going to fucking Stanford you're a fucking broke college kid come on and that uh you know, he he started this company with his brother. And for the most part, they did it themselves. But no, Daddy Emerald. <laughs> Daddy Emerald's basically paid for it. And he continue, continues on Twitter to, like, deny this. And tries to, to play off the like, oh, no, 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 yeah, I, I didn't have money, whatever. It's not fucking true, because then in, in a different article from earlier when he wasn't as, let's say, famous as he is now, he talks about having emeralds and going to, like, jewelry shops and selling these emeralds for, like, this money. I mean, where do you get the emeralds from? Daddy Emerald. <laughs> And they make it to see, they, it even says in here, like, the company was founded by, like, angel investors, which is code for, like, an investor who might go in real, really early without really knowing if the company's going to make it or not. Angel investors? No, it's called Daddy. That's who did it. So this whole, this whole story of him... It's just, it's not true. 
He comes from money and he's always had money. But they tried to make it seem like he was struggling for a while. You know, you got to give him the fucking Mein Kampf fucking struggle. But, dude, you didn't fucking struggle. I mean, besides the MK Ultra Mind Control. Well, let me fit. <laughs> let me get on here. So the startup was acquired acquired by Compaq for three hundred and seven million in nineteen ninety nine. Then Musk co-founded online bank X.com, which X.com seems to start Elon's little obsession with X. The unknown variable, as he calls it. And I'm just like, why is this dude put X on everything? Well, I think I know why. I kind of explained it last time. Six. I mean, uh, X being six. As it's the 24th letter in the alphabet. Four plus two is six. And... There's three sixes in the alphabet. First one being F, second one being O, third one being X. F-O-X. But being the third, it could be interpreted as three sixes. But maybe I'm just crazy. <laughs> so that same year, started this x.com online bank he was already uh he was really like ahead of his time he just knew what was going to happen and it merged with the another bank called confinity which i don't think that's a good name for a bank starting off with con i feel like i'm gonna get conned that's why i never go to that store con stock or it's cons i'm like the place is called Cons, and they're offering me payment plans. This shit's gotta be a con. In 2002, Musk founded SpaceX, an aerospace manufacturer and space tra transport services company, of which he is CEO and CTO. In 2004, he joined electric vehicle manufacturer Tesla Motors, Inc., now Tesla Inc., as chairman and product architect becoming its CEO in 2008. In 2006, he helped create Solar City, a solar energy services company that was later acquired by Tesla and became Tesla Energy. Yeah, I remember back then he was real big on these, this solar powered thing, but and actually you haven't looked into it, so I don't know how much it's progressed, but I mean, solar power has really progressed but it's just kind of weird that it, it it started out as like yeah he wants to build all these solar panels everywhere but now it's tesla energy which makes me think it's not so much that it was focused on the whole solar aspect more just it was a company to take over the power grid, basically. And why do I say that? Because now that he's come to Texas, me being from Texas, Austin, Texas, um, you know, we had that 
uh, ice storm this winter and it knocked out the power. Well, here comes Elon Musk to the rescue. He's moving his plants over here because supposedly the, the not supposedly, well, the Texas are better here than California. But you know what? It's making the houses so expensive here that I'm finally to an age where I can actually, and like stability where I can think about it. And the, the prices are just like, what the fuck? I'm like, no. I, unfortunately for me, I don't have a, a dad who's got a safe full of emeralds. I wish I did. Anyways, in 2016, he co-founded Neuralink, a neurotechnology company focused on developing brain-computer interfaces and founded The Boring Company, a tunnel construction company. Musk has proposed the Hyperloop, a high-speed train transportation system. So it's like, wow, this guy's getting in it all, huh? He's into AI. Ah, because actually, I forgot to mention this. In 2015, he co-founded OpenAI, a nonprofit research company. That means they're good. That promotes friendly artificial intelligence. So at the same time, he's doing Starlink and Neuralink. That's going to connect you to the AI. He's also got a nonprofit telling you. Don't worry, the AI is friendly. Um, and I'm gonna be in charge of it. But don't worry because it's friendly. It, I don't know, it's just kind of weird that you have to make a foundation. And people will argue, oh, he's trying to warn us about the AI, that's why he's doing it. He, he, come on. I mean, I, I thought that at one point, but then I really thought about it. And I was like, if he's so scared of AI and wants to warn Joe Rogan about the AI threat, why is he putting all his money and into AI and energy and these cars, which are going to be self-driving based on AI? I mean, if you really think about this 10, 20 years out, if these companies turn into what they're supposed to, I mean, he's already the richest man just from his Tesla stock, just from that alone. Can you imagine what kind of power this guy's going to have in 10, 20 years? And you don't think he's thought about that? You don't think he has plans for the next? I don't even think they're his plans. But this shit is planned out. He's just, he's the front man for all this. So you think it's some fucking super smart, rich nerd guy who's going to save the earth because oh, I don't want to get back on. You know what I mean? Like, come on, that's, that's. <laughs> Let's be realistic. Musk has been the subject of criticism due to unorthodox or unscientific stances and highly publicized controversies. In 
2018, he was sued for defamation by a British caver who advised in the Tam Luang Cave Rescue. A California jury ruled in favor of Musk. So that's when all those kids were trapped in that cave. And Musk was like, I'm going to build a, a submarine. And this other dude who actually was a cave diver and had a bunch of experience doing all this stuff and actually helped while Elon was building this submarine. The dude was like telling him like, hey, this isn't going to work. Like what you're making, like it's not going to, that's not what it, what it's like down there. I've actually been down there in those caves and I can tell you that this isn't going to work. But they got into a, you know, a big old Twitter thing or something and just started talking shit about each other. Because the dude was like, you know, this guy's a fucking real piece of work. There's kids, you know, on the verge of dying here. And uh, he's just using it for publicity. And I never took a look at the fucking submarine that he built, but they didn't use it, obviously. So what does that tell you? In the same year, he was sued by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, for falsely tweeting that he had secured funding for a private takeover of Tesla. So, he's notorious for doing this, using his Twitter to mess with, like, stocks and cryptocurrencies is one of his things now. And he's just, he's notorious for it so much that he actually, he had to go to court for it, basically lost because he settled. And, um, yeah, he settled with the SEC, temporarily stepping down from his chairmanship and accepting limitations on his Twitter usage. So one of the stipulations was that, hey, you can't be fucking saying you have all this shit and getting people's confidence up saying, oh yeah, you got this contract or whatever. And you know what's funny? Like, the almost the exact same thing is going on right now with the whole Hertz rental. Now, I haven't looked into it the last couple of days, but from what I remember seeing, Hertz said they were going to buy like 100,000 Teslas. So the fucking stock of Tesla shot up. And that's when Elon Musk gained like 30, 36 billion in a day or something like that. 36, huh? That's what all the articles were saying. Interesting. And so yeah, he became he became the richest person in the world because of the stock price. And then it comes out that like the president of Hertz is actually like, actually we haven't signed a contract or anything. And so then that sent the stock price falling. And then they're like, we're actually going to order 150,000. And then it fucking shot up again. How is this not another violation? It sounds just like the same thing. How can he put out on his Twitter that Hertz is going to invest all this? And in reality, the papers haven't been, you know, I don't know. I don't pay that much attention because I'm just like, 
it's all fucking fraud money anyways. It's just numbers on a fucking, on an account. Like, once you start talking about billionaires, like, I'm just like, I guess. So, taking a quick look at early life, childhood, and family. One of the few things that definitely stuck out was that uh, he has British and Pennsylvania Dutch ancestry. I mean, obviously, when you... (laughs) He's not black, so when you look at him, you don't really think of African as we think of it. I'm not saying you can you can't be African and be white. But traditionally going back far enough. And so I tried to go back and look into his um I tried to look at his family tree online. Then there was that weird connection when uh you know when his dad messed with his uh you know messed with the his sister and so you see the family <laughs> you see the family tree going down and then like you see the dad and like it kind of roots down like a weird way and you're just like hmm that's different yeah it's because he uh anyways <laughs> Uh, I was really trying to see if he was actually related to any royalty that I could find directly. But what was weird is I could only go back so many generations. Only like, if I remember right, like three gener- three or four generations, which wasn't enough to really track it down. So I couldn't confirm my theory that he is, uh, he's got the royal... I don't even like calling it royal, but he's got he's part he's part of the bloodline. I can't prove it, but I have a strong suspicion. Around age ten, must developed an interest in computing and video games, and sounds like me, and acquired a Commodore VIC twenty. Except, I didn't have a computer that young. He learned computer programming by using a manual and by age 12 sold the code of a basic-based video game he called Blastar to PC and Office Technology magazine for approximately 500 bucks. Oh, there he goes, that little, that little go-getter. An awkward and introverted child. Musk was bullied throughout his childhood and was once hospitalized after a group of boys threw him down a flight of stairs. Hmm, Sounds pretty traumatizing. But finding that out, I kind of thought about it. What what do you think would usually happen to, uh, to somebody who gets bullied their whole lives and, geez, get thrown down a flight of stairs? And you're getting abused, uh, supposedly only emotionally, by your father, who's doing who knows what with your sister. I just imagined, you know, when these people, these 
it's hard to say, but you know, kind of like, like the nerdy kids or the awkward ones, they get picked on. Sometimes they get through that and they're okay, but a lot of times I feel like they're the type of people who end up having a chip on their shoulder. And then when they become like the these super rich nerds, I think they still have that chip. And they kind of hate the fucking... The jock dudes. I mean, I don't like them either. I mean, I was a nerd. So that makes sense. But, uh... You know what I mean? That's... I mean, that's usually how it turns out. It just seems weird to me that... Throughout all this trauma he's going through that... He's... I mean, obviously, he's going to have issues, right? I mean, we all got issues, right? We've all gone through stuff, but... I didn't get thrown down a flight of stairs growing up as a kid. They would just call me fat, and... Actually, they didn't talk too much shit to me, because I was so big. I guess I was intimidating. I'm glad that worked for me. Pure sheer mass. <laughs> it's not like I was working out or nothing. I was just eating a lot. Um, but yeah, I just brought that up so you can think about like, like, goddamn, <laughs> he's been through some shit. But you know what? He wants to save humanity under education. Apparently, he was very set on coming. To the U.S. Because that's where he could make his dreams come true. So he ended up first going to Canada. Figuring it would be easier to get into the U.S. from Canada than South Africa. So he was able to apply for a passport through his mother who was born in Canada. And uh, also he ended up attending... The University of Pretoria for five months. And that this allowed Musk to avoid mandatory service in the South African military. Am I saying he was trying to dodge his military service? Yes, I am. And I probably would have done the same. So, you know, I don't blame him. So Musk arrives in Canada in 1989 and lived with a second cousin in Saskatchewan for a year, working odd jobs at a farm and lumber mill. This is the part I don't really know if I buy. Why don't I buy it? Because, dude, your, your family's rich. Really? Working odd jobs? He probably just went for like two days and was able to put this in, into his story. Like, yeah, I had to do all this and I had to do all that. In the meantime, he's selling emeralds. In 1990, Musk entered Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. I did a double take on that just because Queen's University. Does that mean... I think he's royalty just because he went to Queen. I'm not saying, he, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know anything about Queen's University, but I'm assuming almost anybody with a good enough grades can get into it. But it's a, just another hint, we'll call it. Two years later, he transferred to the University of Pennsylvania. He graduated in 1997 with a Bachelor of Science degree in Economics and a Bachelor of Arts degree in Physics. So seeing as he got the Bachelor of Science degree in Economics, it would make sense that that's more of his specialty compared to the BA in physics. But it seems like this, it's like the perfect amount that he needed in order for this, you know, in order for him to at least be, have enough on his resume to actually kind of show he can do all this rocket shit. Because the Bachelor of Science is what is more focused and you have to have more credits and that's in economics compared to his Bachelor of Arts which means he got like physics and other general math and writing you know, general classes. But what that kind of tells me is like, you know, when I when I read off the first page, he's chief engineer at SpaceX, product architect of Tesla. But, but having a BA in physics doesn't make you an architect and it doesn't make you an engineer just because your dad was an actual engineer and apparently you want to be just like him so you put that on your card so now your car your card your business card says uh, engineer and architect but I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I, I thought I didn't I didn't think just having a B.A. in physics made you an architect or an engineer. But you know what is is yeah, like his card looks pretty good. You know who else was worried about how how good their business card looked? Norman Bates. Was that his name? American Psycho. I guess my point there was he likes to give himself these titles. And with the whole Tesla thing, he tried to he tried to say he was the founder of that also, but he he went to court and lost that. So now now he he's not he couldn't legally call himself that anymore. And when you watch videos of him, he 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 comes off as like he's acting like he's in the engineering room, like actually like, you know what? This is my idea, guys. I just need need y'all to make make it. And, you know, he'll sh show him some like schema schematic, I guess, of that he's he's not doing none of that. 
According to this, his main focus is economy. He's a salesman. That's what he is. He's a salesman who has a base knowledge of physics. Enough to get away with talking to most people about standard issues. And a little bit more because he is involved, but I don't really buy that he's the one coming up with these designs and so no that that's what you pay your fucking your super nerds who your actual engineers and architects to design that shit out but you're the front man and you get to take credit for all of it who knows i could be wrong you know i don't work at tesla i don't i don't see him you know what he does every day I've just seen hours upon hours of him talking and describing things. And like I said, some of it sounds technical, but it all sounds memorized. He's the, he's just, he's the face of the company and I'm just sick of all this fucking like, you know, (laughs) He didn't take a shower for five days because he was working so hard on this fucking launch. The first orbital launch or whatever. I'm like, doing what? They try to make it seem like he he was in there like working on the rocket. Like, no, the the thruster needs to be like this. And at this thing, you don't do that shit. Now, admittedly, I'm kind of talking out my ass because I don't really know but I have a good hunch and I got a I got a pretty good feeling I got the general gist of of what he actually knows and does at these things he's got this weird thing about titles he's the FRS fucking chief architect engineer CEO and founder of everything that has ever mattered. In 1994, Musk held two internships at the Silicon Valley, in Silicon Valley during the summer, at energy storage startup Pinnacle Research Institute, which researched electrolytic ultracapacitors for energy storage, and at the Palo Alto-based startup Rocket Science Games. Hmm, Palo Alto. Rings a bell. In 1995, Musk was accepted to a Doctor of Philosophy PhD program in materials science at Stanford University in California. Ah, now that actually sounds like it would get you pretty qualified to know a thing or two, doesn't it? Apparently at the time, Musk attempted to get a job at Netscape but never received a response to his inquiries. Oh, he dropped out of Stanford after two days. I wonder how much he learned about material sciences after dropping out after two days. But you know what? He's the the chief architect engineer at SpaceX. And that's how he's getting us to Mars. Sorry, 
I'm trying to be a little extra sarcastic, I guess. Also thinking about that, what the, what the, that's what I was trying to say earlier, Ivy League University. I mean, you, you get, you get invited to like this, that seems like pretty prestigious, but, um, and after two days, it's just like, fuck it. I don't need this. Deciding instead to join the internet boom and launch a internet startup. You know what? He just read the, the cards right. He saw what was happening. He saw where everything was going. And he was just so ahead of his time. Was it that? Or was it that... Daddy Emerald was like, hey, you don't, you don't got to keep going to school. You're in the club, buddy. We're going to get you where you need to be. That's what I think happened. So his first company, Zip2, in 1995, Musk Kimball, his brother, and Greg Curry found a web software company, Zip2, with funds from Angel investors. I'm sorry to break it down to y'all, but it wasn't angel investors. I mean, it was, but the angel investor was called Daddy. Daddy Emerald. They housed the venture at a small rented office in Palo Alto. The company developed and marketed an internet city guide for the newspaper publishing industry. With maps, directions, and the yellow pages. Musk says that before the company became successful, he could not afford an apartment and instead rented an office and slept on the couch and showered at the YMCA and shared one computer with his brother. According to Musk, the website was up during the day and I was coding at night, seven days a week, all the time. Here's this fucking fake story again. He couldn't afford an apartment. He was sleeping on the couch and showering at the YMCA. Yet your dad gave you all this money for, to start up this company. You telling me he didn't give you a little more to own and get an apartment? And guess what? He still doesn't have one apparently. Yeah, he he does he. He just, he, I don't even know where the fuck he sleeps. Apparently he's got like this little cube that they build. I'm not even joking. They got like a little portable cube that they built and he fucking stays in that thing. And he wears the same clothes every day. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but it's like, dude, this is, <laughs> you're going to all these like, Nice universities. You obviously come from money. Your your dad paid for your first company after you decided to drop out of Stanford. It's just bullshit. It's fucking total bullshit. It's just the same stupid fucking story of Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg. These fucking... 
at some point, I guess, I'm, I'm going to have to go into Bezos. It just sucks because I actually use a lot of Amazon products, so... Who knows what I'm going to do. I'll probably still stay on it. Continuing on here. The Musk brothers obtained contracts with the New York Times and the Chicago Tribune. Hmm, sounds like they got some pretty good connections to link up with the New York Times and the Chicago Tribune. Two of the biggest cities in the U.S. They had a little deal with them, you know, because they're all homies and they all help each other out. But only if you're in the family. And they persuaded the board of directors to abandon plans for a merger with City Search. Musk's attempts to become CEO, a position held by its chairman Rick Sorkin, were thwarted by the board. So, <laughs> I mean, Musk is in there. He he's going for it. He's like, you know what? I should be CEO. You know what? I am CEO. Let me buy a bunch of bunch of this stock and take over. But his attempts were thwarted by the board. Then Compaq, pretty big company, acquired Zip2 for 307 million in cash in February. 1999 Musk receives 22 million for his 7% share and now he's off and that's the supposed theory of how he got his initial money from the sale of uh, Zip2 and he did it all by himself not daddy was helping him the whole time but he doesn't want to let you know that in fact he doesn't even want to let you know he has a dad at all why because he's so ashamed of him okay next up we got his next companies x.com and paypal in 1999 musk co-founded x.com and I think this is the first time you see this uh, obsession of his with the letter X. Basically naming his latest son a bunch of X's. Uh, SpaceX. He, like I said, he's got this thing for that. I wonder why. I wonder what it is. Um... So X.com was an online financial services and email payment company. The startup was one of the first online banks to be federally insured. Interesting that the uh, government was like, oh yeah. And this is not the first time he works with the government, very close to them, let's say. Within its initial months, over 200,000 customers joined the service. The company's investors saw Musk as 
inexperienced and had him replaced with the Intuit CEO, Bill Harris, by the end of the year. So here we go again on the next thing where um, on that initial company, he was trying to like, it seems like he was trying to weasel his way into the CEO position and the board was like, no, like, <laughs> you're not the CEO. Like, I mean, he's he's thirsty. I mean, he's a, I guess you could say he's a go-getter. <laughs> the following year, X.com merged with online bank Confinity to prevent unnecessary competition. Confinity, huh? Uh, it to me that doesn't sound like a good name for a for a bank. So the interesting thing about Confinity is that it was actually started up by Max Levkin and Peter Thiel. I don't know who Max Lef Levkin is, but I've heard of Peter Thiel before. And the name popped up and. I couldn't remember why, but I was like, I know that name. And the first thing I thought of was like, wasn't he the guy that, uh, <laughs> this is going totally off memory. So I could be way off, but I think he like gets blood transfusions every so often from like young people's blood and he pays them handsomely for their blood, I guess. I hope I have the right, <laughs> I hope I have the right person, but that's what, uh, yeah, I'm going off memory. Y'all are going to have to fact check me on that one, but eh, that's, it's interesting. I also think he has something, he has something to do with like, uh, what is it? This like a uh, intelligence gathering company, like, and has to do with Israel. See, I don't remember all the details. I just remember hearing that name and hearing all these things connected to it. It could be people connected to him involved in these things, but this is going off. It's it's this is going off my shitty memory, and it's sometimes you don't remember all the details and the connections. Trying to remember memorize all this like little trivia about all these fucking people that you have to learn about. And that's a that's one of the things that's real hard when you try to talk to somebody about this type of stuff. Like if they're not into it, sometimes you start talking like a different language to somebody because you'll bring up names. You know, like Rockefeller, you might bring up Rockefeller and they'll just think, oh, yeah, uh, uh, oil guy. But that's not all they did. And then like. That's pretty like surface level. You want to go a little deeper, you might say Rockefellers. A little deeper, you might start saying like Jesuits. Or you might start saying like, you know, everyone starts off with Freemasons, but then you got to go into Ordo Templi Orientis and other little secret societies. Because there's not just one, there's so many. All it is is clubs. Everyone's in these clubs and cliques. Sometimes thinking back, I'm like, maybe that's kind of why I never really like 
had that many friends or anything because I just didn't want to be I didn't want to be like <laughs> almost sound like I hate humans but I'm like I didn't want to be around like I don't know <laughs> I think I'm realizing I, I fucking hate everybody right now like, I didn't want to be around that many people like I didn't want to be like center of attention or n- need to be in a group even now, like, I got a small sect of friends that's actually gotten kind of smaller since the vid. And you know what? I'm okay with that. It's it's chill. I don't need... You know, I need to get back to Elon Musk. So, where was I? So anyways, that company, Confinity, had its own money transfer service, PayPal, which was more popular than X.com service. Within the merged company, Musk returned as CEO. He finally did it. Musk's preference for Microsoft software over Linux created a rift in the company and caused Thiel to resign. It's kind of interesting, you know, that Peter Thiel was like, Linux is the way to go, but uh, Musk is all about, we got to do Microsoft. Why is he, why is he so hard for Microsoft? It's because he wants to be Bill Gates. And when you look into Bill Gates' background and his story coming up, you're going to see a lot of similarities. I really do think... Gates is one of Musk's idols. Did he know that he was going to one day be richer than him? So, due to resulting technical issues, oh, technological issues, and a lack of a cohesive business model, the board ousted Musk and replaced him with Thiel in September 2000. So that's kind of crazy. Think about that. He went to this company, you know, finally got in as CEO and was like, all right, we're going to we're going to use Microsoft. Right. But it seems like (laughs) after he did this, uh, it caused technological issues to where the board at some point was like, this dude sucks. Like, he's fucking everything up. I'm st- once I once I got to this bar, I started getting the feeling where I was like, this guy's kind of like a, I don't know, like this guy's cocky as fuck. Like it seems like he keeps getting shot down because people are like, dude, you're like, I could see it. It could be one thing because he's so young, which actually makes sense. When you get older, like I'm not even that old. I'm mid thirties, 35. But I remember my way of thinking compared to when I was 25, fully retarded. So it seems like all these like big tech companies and stuff are like, look, like you're still young. Who has a, like a, okay. There is, 20 something year old CEOs, but usually like 
they they're smaller like little indie companies and stuff when you think about a major company like what do you usually think like a fucking white dude like in his 40s or 50s clean cut you know corporate guy but I don't think that's all it was it wasn't just him just being young it was him making all these like decisions and like not working with other people it seems like and uh being like you know this is how it's done he seems like a real nazi could he have some nazi blood in him under Theo, the company focused on the PayPal service and was renamed to PayPal in 2001. In 2002, PayPal was acquired by eBay for $1.5 billion in stock, of which Musk, the largest shareholder with 11.7%, received over $100 million. In 2017... Musk purchased the domain x.com from PayPal for an undisclosed amount, explaining it has sentimental value. This part, this little sentence kind of, it made me think that like this dude's got a plan for x.com. I got a feeling x.com is going to become something. If I had to take a wild guess in less than 10 years before 2030, the all important year. So yeah, what's he planning to do with this x.com? And why did it even have to say about like an undisclosed amount? That makes me think he paid a lot. So if we're following along here, after Zip2 got sold, he got 22 million. Then after the PayPal acquisition, he was able to get a hundred million. And this is the story of how he started the next company, SpaceX. Because it's, I guess now it's on the books, he has a hundred million. And see, so you, you see him starting to accumulate all this, and this is kind of where, like, I guess most people be like, oh, well, like, you know, he, he worked. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't work for that money, but my issue is him putting off the image that, like, he did it on his own and that, like, he had... He was broke at the time, and he he made it on his own. It's just not true. The whole system is, like, based on nepotism. Nepotism or, or who you know, things like that. And it seems like he knows uh, some pretty high-up people. In 2001... So this is SpaceX. In 2001, Musk became involved with the nonprofit Mars Society. 2001, hmm, the same year of the Kubrick movie. He was inspired and 
He was inspired by plans to place a growth chamber for plants on Mars and discussed funding the project himself. In October 2001, Musk traveled to Moscow to buy refurbished intercontinental ballistic missiles, ICBMs, that could send the greenhouse payloads into space. So this dude, right after 9-11, like a month... <laughs> A month after 9-11, he's in Russia trying to buy missiles so he could launch uh, some plants into space. What? Okay. He met with companies LPO, Lovoshkin, and Kosmotras. 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 However, Musk was seen as a novice. See, once again. And even... Oh, here we go. And even spat on by one of the Russian chief designers. <laughs> this one's probably my favorite story. So, yeah, he goes out to Russia and... I guess is trying to buy these big-ass rockets from these Russians. And... Uh, Here's what I think, because these guys were the Russian chief designers, and they probably started saying some technical shit, and Musk, not being chief designer or having an engineering or a rocket scientist degree, no, that's not a degree, it's a job title. Y'all know what I'm saying. He's got... His main thing was economics, and he knows a thing or two about physics. So much so that they fucking spit in his fucking face. I, I don't know if they spit in his face, but I'm assuming when you spit on somebody, I mean, that's pretty hardcore. If somebody spits on me, that's, uh, I'm probably going to have to punch you at the minimum. <laughs> I wonder where this article even came out from. I need to go back and <laughs> I wonder if it was the, the the Russian guys or was it Musk that said uh that admitted to getting spit on. <laughs> I think it was probably the Russians. They're like, we spit on that idiot novice. That's my best. That's my best Russian impression. The group returned to the United States empty-handed. In February 2002, the group returned to Russia to look for three ICBMs. They had another meeting with Cosmotras and were offered one rocket for $8 million, which Musk rejected. I wonder why he rejected it. Sounds like a good deal to me. $8 million for a intercontinental ballistic missile? So... In turn, with 100 million of his early fortune. See, this is the... The story's all there. This is how he was able to, to get, get us into space. 100 million, that's all it took. Musk founded the Space Exploration Technologies Corporation, traded as SpaceX. 
As of 2021, he remains the company's CEO and title of chief engineer. You see, he's he's fine. He finally did it. He's like, they won't let me be an engineer. I'm going to make my own company and I'm going to be the chief engineer. After three failed launches, SpaceX succeeded in launching the Falcon 1 in 2008. And according to Elon, like after those three failed ones, it was like the last, it was like their only hope if this next one didn't work. It was everything was going to be doomed and poor Elon, he was going to lose all his money. And it was, that's the end of his story. But no, guess what? 2008 launch number four budget 100 million did it it was the first private liquid fuel rocket to reach earth orbit and so later that year spacex received a 1.6 billion commercial resupply services program contract for the 12 flights of its Falcon 9. Rocket and Dragon spacecraft to the International Space Station. Replacing the space shuttle after its 2011 retirement. So you see, this is where the switch happens, the little switcheroo. NASA's like, uh, okay, 2011, we're gonna have to retire the space shuttle and it just so happens in the nick of time, Elon Musk was able to get his private rocket up into space, supposedly. And so from that 100, I mean, just imagine that he started with one, 100 million. Now he's got 1.6 billion to play with. Let's not be naive, naive here, guys. NASA obviously worked with SpaceX to have this happen, and they're moving it to private, to a private corporation. And now they're letting uh, this dude uh, do a bunch of sp fake space videos like the Apollo 11. The Dragon vehicle was birthed with the ISS. Interesting wording. Interesting wording in the Dragon. And also that it was birthed with the ISS, which ISS numerology 911 and it's an obvious ode to Isis, the mother. And that's why it birthed with the ISS. I guess they're saying the Isis finally gave birth to the dragon. The dragon, huh? I wonder what that could refer to. Hmm. Something, something reptile-like. So, yeah. 
It linked up with the ISS, a first for a private enterprise, working towards its goal of reusable rockets. In 2015, SpaceX successfully landed the first stage of a Falcon 9. Landings were later achieved on an autonomous spaceport drone ship, an ocean-based recovery platform. It's interesting that they had to do all these landings in a in the middle of an ocean where nobody could see it actually landing. But Jimmy, they, they did it in the ocean because they don't want a rocket to land on your house. All right. It's a pretty good argument, but it's interesting. It's interesting because I don't think they're really landing these things. I think they are going up. It's easy to make a rocket go up. I built one in high school. Shop class. I'm not saying it's easy to make a rocket that can go into space, but the real hard part is doing the flip maneuver and landing these things. That's the whole gist of SpaceX is, is what it was able to accomplish by making this reusable rocket and carrier or whatever but there's videos of him of them landing but most of them are cgi sorry to uh sorry to break it to you in 2018 spacex launched the falcon heavy it's also kind of interesting that the he calls it a falcon because to me that's uh like an allusion to Horus the Egyptian god who was often depicted with the head of a falcon and this Horus falcon rocket is up there linking up with Isis Another Egyptian goddess. But you know what? It's his own company and it's totally not influenced by NASA. The inaugural Falcon Heavy mission carried Musk's personal Tesla Roadster as a dummy payload. And if you remember, I already broke down why that was a bunch of bullshit. In 2017, SpaceX unveiled its next generation launch vehicle and spacecraft system, the BFR, later renamed to Starship. In SpaceX, oh, in 2018, SpaceX announced a planned 2023 lunar circumnavigation mission. So, in 2023, in the future, hopefully, maybe he's going to be able to get a rocket to go around the moon. But in 1969, we supposedly went there and landed and walked around and then got back in and then took off on another untested spacecraft and linked up back with another and then came all the way back. And here's something I'm going to need y'all to do. Look up a realistic reference for like how far away the moon is. 
Because when you imagine it in your imagination, it's like it's floating around. It looks pretty close. But then when you see how far they act, it's it actually is like, in other words, like when you think in your mind, uh, uh, Earth with the moon going around it, you don't imagine that in between the Earth and the moon can fit like 25 Earths. That's not accurate. I'm just trying to give you an example. It's far as fuck. So yeah, it's going to be hard to get a rocket to get all the way and go around it. But this doesn't make sense. We were able to do it in 1969. When a fucking computer was like the size of a room, supposedly. Even more. And... uh Supposedly now the the iPhone in your pocket is way more pow- uh, powerful than anything they had. But somehow we just it's just it's a miracle that he can even get into low earth or orbit. You see how it, it doesn't jive? Because at this point he's working with NASA. So you're like, "Oh, why does why didn't NASA just give him the plans for the uh the Saturn rocket that took them back then. Oops, they they lost all the designs. NASA lost all the records. Yeah, that's that's the story. They they lost it. The most important machine ever fucking built. Um, <laughs> they lost the plans and. Uh, Apparently they can't recreate it because the the skills of the engineers were way better back then than, than they are now. Everything else has advanced, but apparently that has regressed. So, sorry, I just I kind of went off. That's more about like NASA, but I had to shit on them a little bit because this is NASA 2.0. In 2020, SpaceX launched its first manned flight. The Demo 2, or as I call it, the Demo 2, becoming the first private company to place a person into orbit and dock a crewed spacecraft with the ISS. My God, I watched that fucking video. 10-hour video. Okay, I didn't watch it all. I fast-forwarded a lot of it. But I watched a lot of it. And it doesn't show you shit. A fucking little computer simulation of, of what's going on. In other words, total bullshit. So, SpaceX began development of the Starlink constellation. Interesting that they call it a constellation. So, a constellation of low Earth orbit satellites in 2015. To provide satellite internet access. Yeah, that's why he's doing it. He he wants to make sure you have access to the internet. Surely it wouldn't be used for any type of spying or control or data gathering or... Who knows, right? Because it's in outer space. With the first two prototype satellites launched in February 2018... A second set of test satellites and the first large deployment 
of a piece of the constellation occurred in May 2019, when the first 60 operational satellites were launched. The total cost of the decade-long project to design, build, and deploy the constellation is estimated by SpaceX to be about $10 billion. And uh, I wonder who's going to pay for that. That's right, you are. Through the NASA contracts. But now we pay for NASA and they just sign off the responsibility and the and everything to this private company owned by the man Elon Musk. And there's a picture right here next to that. Musk explains the planned capabilities of SpaceX Starship to NORAD and Air Force Space Command in 2019. So he's out here talking to like the top generals of the military. And the picture shows him holding a rocket, which I mean, a rocket is always going to look like a dick, but seriously, this one looks like a dick. The penis head is perfect. The way he's grabbing it is perfect. And he's even cupping the balls perfectly. Maybe he's had experience doing this. So besides SpaceX, let's get into Elon's other big company, Tesla Inc. So Tesla Inc., which was originally Tesla Motors, was incorporated in July 2003 by Martin Eberhard and Mark Tappernig. Both men played active roles in the company's early development prior to Musk's involvement. Musk did lead a Series A round of investment in February 2004. He invested invested 6.5 million became the majority majority shareholder and joined Tesla's board of directors as chairman he took an active role within the company and oversaw Roadster product design but was not deeply involved in day-to-day business operations Following a series of escalating conflicts in 2007 and 2008 financial co- crisis Eberhard was ousted from the firm. Musk assumed leadership of the company as CEO and product architect in 2008. Ah, so what you're basically being told here is that for a long time, Elon Musk was going on about how he started Tesla. And if you ask uh, a majority of the people or most people if you if you ask them who who started Tesla they're going to say Elon Musk but that's not true because it was Martin Eberhardt and Mark Tappernig he came in later as an investor became a chairman 
somehow all this drama happens and one of them one of the original guys gets outed from the company he kind of swoops in and uh makes himself chief architect wow he wishes he was the fucking the grand architect either from the matrix or from the masons same thing a 2009 lawsuit settlement with Eberhard designated Musk as a Tesla co-founder, along with Tarpening and two others. As of 2019, Elon Musk is the largest tenured CEO of in any automotive manufacturer globally. So there's a big like court hubbub because he kept claiming that he started it and yeah he was there very early admittedly but you know they had to go to court because the original guys were like like we started this yeah you came in but like in reality it was our baby you know they it was their inception but this fool likes to take credit for everything and even said in that little thing about how, yeah, he oversaw some product designs with the Roadster, but like he wasn't like an architect in there actually like drawing it out and putting the shit to the test. And, you know, he was probably like, I want it to look like this and it's going to be red and it's going to go to Mars. It's just, after seeing all, the way he acts in all these companies, you're going you're gonna to start to see his general character. So in September 2018, Mark, uh, Musk was sued by the U U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, for a tweet claiming funding had been secured for potentially taking Tesla private. The lawsuit claimed that discussions Musk held with foreign investors in July 2018 did not confirm key deal terms and thus characterized the tweet as fake, misleading, damaging to investors, and they sought to bar Musk from serving as CEO of publicly traded companies. So such a scandalous thing that this dude's kind of making shit up and having so much power just by using his Twitter that it's causing stocks to like these giant stocks to rise and fall so much that the the SEC had to come in basically the government who I don't really agree with but I mean do they have a point I think they do Musk called the allegations unjustified and claimed he had never com compromised his integrity Two days later, Musk settled with the SEC without admitting or denying the SEC's allegations. Look, bro, you settled. It's kind of pretty much admitting. Come on. I, I can read between the lines here. As a result, Musk and Tesla were fined $20 million each, and Musk was forced to step down for three years as Tesla chairman and was able to remain as CEO. Musk has stated in interviews that he does not regret the tweet 
that triggered the SEC investigation. On February 19, 2019, Musk stated in a tweet that Tesla could build half a million cars in 2019. The SEC reacted to Musk's tweet by filing in court, initially asking the court to hold him in contempt for violating the terms of a settlement agreement with such a tweet, which was disputed by Musk. This was eventually settled by a joint agreement between Musk and the SEC, clarifying the previous agreement details. The agreement including a list of topics that Musk would need pre-clearance before tweeting about. So it's like they had so much on him that they had to be like, look, we can come to a deal, but look, before you can tweet about certain things, you're going to need pre-clearance. Hmm. So this guy's getting pre-clearance from the government before he's allowed to tweet. I mean, it's kind of crazy that they even have to go to this link. And it also makes you wonder, you know, what kind of power this <laughs> this guy has, like that the government keeps making, keeps on settling uh, with these guys or with this guy. In May 2020, a judge prevented a lawsuit from proceeding that claimed a tweet by Musk re regarding Tesla's stock price, quote, too high, I am, in my opinion, violated the agreement. FOIA released records showed that the SEC itself had concluded that Musk has subsequently violated the agreement twice by tweeting regarding Tesla's solar roof production volumes and its stock price. So I guess he can just keep on doing this shit and fuck it. And then this uh, doesn't even include because he went through a similar thing with the whole Hertz a rental car deal he's making these tweets and then the like the stock goes up and then there's no actual proof that the deal is actually settled so then it comes down you know I don't get involved in any of that because I know I can't compete with AI robots and so it's hard for me to really judge the whole thing one way or another but I wanted to mention it because if anything it at least gives you an idea of the power dynamic that's going on here ah so speaking of uh, scandals and Tesla let me uh, share some of the finds I found that were not immediately available when you search for it when you search information about Tesla. One of the first, and, and my first point is going to be a little, a little mystical. So one of the things that jumped out to me when I was looking at Tesla is that the, the, the logo for Tesla, you know, it's that little T, but it has a certain look to it. And around that same time, I was, um, searching for a magical text called the three magical books of solomon and on the front of this magical text this one translated mostly by 
our old friend Aleister Crowley, that piece of shit. I was like, really? I'm going to buy a book by Aleister Crowley? <sighs> well, I was like, fuck it, whatever. I mean, he's dead. It's not like he's going to get the money anyways. But in the middle of the cover, you see the, the magical seal of Solomon. And what's at the very, very center of it? A big capital T. And the way it's... The font that it's in looks very rel... What am I trying to say? Reminiscent of the T logo of Tesla. Now, if you're like me, you believe that, or I believe that, many of the logos we see around us for major companies are actually sigils. In other words, they're like, they're symbols with alternate meanings and they have an intent behind them. And the fact that everybody looks at them and puts attention towards these sigils, gives these sigils and possibly the intent behind them more power. So it was just a weird, you could say coincidence that I, I was looking at uh, Elon and Tesla and getting into this book and it just popped out right in front, right in the middle of it. Just boom, big old T. And I mean, I haven't read this book, so I don't, I'm, I'm not even sure what that T means. I, I wish I did. One day, I'll hopefully I'll get to it and figure it out. But the magical, or this seal of Solomon is supposed to be like pretty powerful stuff. So it's just interesting that the, the letter in the very middle is a T. Is it possible that uh, this demon god Elon Musk is harnessing these things by using that logo? Now, I didn't go back to actually see if when the original two guys, what did the logo look look like back then? I mean, maybe they're implementing it. Who knows? It's interesting. That's all I could really say about it. And I think there's something to it, but I can't prove it to you people. Just uh, look it up for yourself. The, the Great Seal of Solomon. And look at what's at the very middle of it. But now let's get into some of the Tesla scandals. And I'm, I'm just going to brush over these right quick. I'm not going to go into too much detail. But one that I thought was interesting was the charging scandal that apparently the ch charging stations were throttling the charging time on certain models almost like uh, you know when Apple got caught releasing new updates that were actually throttling the performance of the older phones that way you would get you would upgrade your phone and get a newer one because you thought your old one was acting all slow. 
but it's only after the update. Yeah, they're basically doing that and scamming people in a sense. And they, if I remember right, they lost that lawsuit and had to pay out money for that. What does that tell you about Tesla and Musk? The next scandal I found was particularly juicy. This one was a racism scandal. There was a guy, um, his name, I believe was Owen. I'm going off memory here. And he was working at Tesla through a temp agency. And this is the only reason he was able to sue because when you actually work for Tesla, you sign like a, no, uh, damn, what's it called? Basically you can't sue. You agree that if something happens, you can't sue the company. But him being a temp through another company working there, he was able to do this lawsuit because he wasn't bound by the same requirements as an official employee. So what this, um, I think his name was Owen, and he's a black guy, was claiming that some of the people at Tesla in the factory in California some of the upper management were racist and that him along with other of the black employees were being called hey this is what he's claiming and that not only that that they were actually drawing swastikas in the restroom leaving, you know, <laughs> leaving these swastikas for the, for people to come in and look at. Now this dude went on to sue Tesla for racist discrimination and was awarded the largest settlement for racial discrimination in history. $139 million paid out to him. So this guy was obviously not making anything up. And another big part of the scandal is that he kept trying to tell HR and get this issue moved up, but it kept getting scrubbed. It kept getting like washed away and like ignored. Now what that told me what that made me think, I don't know if this part is true, is that it definitely, it wasn't like middle ground people. It was people high in the company. Because you're not going to fire your high position people over a temp who's complaining about something. But there's got to be some validity. There's got to be some proof if the guy takes you to court and wins the biggest settlement for that type of lawsuit. Now the fact that he was paid out 139 million almost made me think that the whole case was fake and I went in and tried to find 
the real details, I was able to find initial court documents about the case and about like, uh, you know, what witnesses they could use and which ones they couldn't. But I was really trying to get more into the detail. I wanted to find out like, you know, who was actually saying this stuff. I don't know if it got sealed or the websites I was going to, they're like legal websites and I don't want to sign up for them. But I mean, I was really trying to find these, these documents that if you watch articles, the general articles about this, you know, just look up Tesla racism lawsuit and it'll pop right up if you don't believe me. <clears throat> and a lot of times the videos would show quick, um, like a scan of a, of a, of a court document. Those are the ones I wanted to see. I couldn't get to them and I didn't want to spend that much time on them. I spent a couple hours looking at this stuff. And so I'm giving you the, the highlights. So yeah, there's upper people in the Tesla company who are out there basically abusing these black temp workers I didn't read any details about being racist to other ethnicities, but I mean, what else do you need to know? Really? Doing swastikas in the fucking restroom? How fucking old are we? Like, it's like middle school shit. What the fuck? How fucking petty are these fucking people? And these are what? Like the people who work for Elon? He's the CEO and you're telling me as a CEO, you didn't hear about this lawsuit coming up and like this complaint that there's people doing and saying racist shit at your company. Obviously, the, 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 the papers I read, they didn't mention Elon, but it's like he he's aware of this stuff, you know? Is he the one that made the final say of like, hey, don't even just brush it off. Their defense, this was their defense. That that the people that were saying it were actually just the lower people amongst themselves calling each other nigga. Now we all, me and you, know the fucking difference from when someone... Does it make it right or not? Do I agree with it or not? That's not my point. We all know when somebody's talking to their homie and they say, what's up, nigga? What you going to do this weekend? And you know when they're trying to say something to offend you. It's called the hard R. We all know what it is, guys. To get fucking sued for this and win and win so much but almost nobody knows about this almost nobody knows that fucking one of the biggest companies in the world is settling fucking racist lawsuits for racism in their company so not only that, so the guy who sued Tesla, 
his lawyer is gathering up a bunch of other ex-workers who are claiming similar things. And the Owen case, I think, was the second one that they had to pay out. I think the first guy only got maybe like $12 million, So maybe he didn't have enough good proof. Maybe this guy went in with a, a, a recorder or something or took photos. I don't know what he did. That's what I was trying to find out. But, I mean, the dude's fucking paid now. $139 million. Oh, so what I was um, getting at is, so this guy, he has this lawyer, and the lawyer is gathering more people. And supposedly he has about 100 ex-employees lined up right now, and that they're going to do a big ass class action lawsuit like this is very recent like from the win i guess from that case like it emboldened other people to come out it's like a fucking me too thing happening right now with tesla like what the fuck for racism elon what fucking kind of what kind of company are you fucking running here swastikas huh I keep nudging at this and hinting at <laughs> at fucking Nazism being rampant around the fucking NASA and space agencies. And look what we have here. Fucking Jesus. And in looking up the racism lawsuits, also in the recent months, there's been multiple sexual assault scandals and that more and more people are starting to come out accusing once again like upper management people of sexual abuse then like a week later going through the articles again and there was a death in the Tesla parking lot and that they were they were investigating a murder basically someone got shot in the parking lot and i'm just like what the fuck is going on at tesla is that why they're fucking moving over here because like it's getting too fucking crazy too much fucking racism and sexual assaults and i went to a wiki page that led to all their lawsuits that they're involved in now i get it it's a big ass company. They're going to get sued. It's part of being a big company. But just go through and read some of the, the titles of these lawsuits. It's like, dude, what the fuck? So there you there. I mean, there you go. That's Tesla for you. I wouldn't mind having a Tesla. But uh, if somebody gives it to me or something, I'm not going to pay for one, all right? I still got my old-ass mid-2000s Honda. And I'm fucking good with that. That's all I need in a fucking car. I don't need a fucking giant-ass screen in the middle of my console. It'd be cool, but... Do I really need it? 
Now, when it comes to his Solar City company and Tesla Energy, Musk provided the initial concept of financial capital for Solar City, which his cousins Lyndon and Peter Riv co founded in 2006. Once again, we got the family helping each other out here. You know, Emerald Dad helps out son, son helps out cousins. <clears throat> Nothing really wrong with that, but it's just kind of showing you. Now, Tesla acquired Solar City for over $2 billion in 2016 and merged it with its battery energy storage products division to create Tesla Energy. The announcement of the deal resulted in more than a 10% drop in Tesla's stock price. At the time, Solar City was facing liquidity issues. However, Tesla's shareholders were not informed. Hmm. Consequently, multiple shareholder groups filed a lawsuit against Musk and Tesla's directors, claiming that the purchase of Solar City was done solely to benefit Musk. Hmm and came at the expense of Tesla and its shareholders. During a June 2019 court deposition, Musk acknowledged that the company reallocated every possible employee from Solar Division to work on the Model 3, and according to Musk, as a result, Solar suffered. This had not been previously disclosed to shareholders. Court documents unsealed in 2019 have confirmed that Musk was also aware of the company's liquidity issues. Tesla directors settled the lawsuit in January 2020, leaving Musk the sole remaining defendant. Hmm. Once again, more of these little scandals coming around Musk. With his Neuralink company, in 2016, Musk co-founded Neuralink, a neurotechnology startup company to integrate the human brain with the AI. Neuralink's purpose is to create devices that are embedded in the human brain to facilitate the merging of the brain with machines. The devices will also reconcile with the latest improvements in artificial intelligence to stay updated. Such improvements could enhance memory. Ooh, you could have better memory or allow the devices to communicate with software more effectively. Oh. At a live demonstration in August 2020, Musk described one of their early devices as a Fitbit in your skull that could soon cure paralysis, deafness, blindness, and other disabilities. Always bring it out for the handicapped people, right? Nobody's going to hate on that. Or you want to help uh, deaf people, right? You want to help uh, paralyzed people, right? That's all the, That's all he wants to do. He just wants to help these poor people. He doesn't want his AI god to take over the earth. Many neuroscientists and publications criticize these claims. MIT Technology Review described them as highly speculative and neuro- Science Theater. And that's coming from MIT. Not me. I guess I'm not the only one that thinks Musk is up to some fakery.
And a little thing about his other company, The Boring Company. I wonder if that's a double entendre in the title there. Because he's always railing against things being boring. Hmm. In 2016, Musk founded The Boring com Company to construct tunnels. Mm, you know, I'm not really going to get too much into the... And the, there's really not too much fine and it's... It's literally actually boring. But as a merchant as a merchandising and publicity stunt, the more the boring company sold two thousand novelty flamethrowers in twenty eighteen. You know, like the one he brought on the Joe Rogan podcast. Once again, up to public publicity and merchandising stunts. Just like you can't, still can't get the fucking cyber truck, but guess what? You you can get a cyber whistle. Ooh, that's right, a fucking whistle made out of who the fuck knows? It's sixty dollars, all right. It's sixty dollars for a whistle. I mean, who the fuck does do they think they are? Supreme? Let's just get the fuck out of here. Ah, but here's a interesting little thing I found about Elon's manager managerial style and treatment of employees Musk managerial style and treatment of his employees has been heavily criticized one person who worked closely with Musk said he exhibits quote a high level of degenerate behavior such as paranoia and bullying hmm. another described him let me just repeat that right quick high level of degenerate behavior hmm something sounds familiar another described him as exhibiting total and complete pathological sociopathy now people these aren't my quotes these are quotes from supposedly people who worked closely to him so when I go off and tell you that this dude's probably a psychopath and then I read in his fucking wiki profile people claiming he's a pathological sociopath pathological sociopath he just can't stop doing sociopathic shit now I think he's more than a sociopath but they're not going to admit it here but combine that with the other people talking about degenerate behavior Bullying, paranoia, business industry. Let me continue on the on this uh, little article. Business Insider reported that Tesla employees were told not to walk past Musk's desk because of his wild firing rampages. So he would get pissed off and then just fire people left and right. I guess like. Like Donald Trump used to. 
The Wall Street Journal reported that after Musk insisted on branding his vehicles as, quote, self-driving, he felt he faced criticism from his engineers, some of who resigned in response, with one stating that Musk's, quote, reckless decision making had potentially put customers' lives at risk. I even saw one recently, a couple days ago. You keep seeing them of these accidents happening with this self-driving AI that Tesla's unleashing out to the public. And remember how much he marketed him as self-driving? I remember that. That's why I thought they were actually truly 100% self-driving because that's how they were marketed. But of course, they had to take that back because that's not true. They didn't have true self-driving. It wasn't at that level yet and arguably still isn't there. And people are actually dying because of this. But does Elon care? No, because he's a pathological sociopath. A.K.A. Psycho. Like I've been trying to tell people. The 2021 book Power Play contains multiple anecdotes of Musk berating employees. This guy sounds like a real fucking asshole to work for. Not to mention one of your biggest companies is getting sued for racist bullshit left and right and sexual assault accusations left and right and people are dying in your parking lot what the fuck is going on people i would argue that most people just think he's a swell nice guy and you know just go read the fucking youtube comments and start putting these quotes from other magazines and other businesses and other people and think about his dad and how his dad was and think about his wild firing rampages this dude's like a fucking power hungry fucking nerd Who's actually got some fucking power now and he just fucking wields it however the fuck he likes. You don't give a shit about people. You don't give a shit about anybody. I mean, maybe he gives a shit about his family. Maybe. I don't know. Apparently, he doesn't see his uh, son that much. So, maybe, maybe not. He's too busy fucking out there doing, de quote, degenerate paranoid bullying behavior and if he's like that does it make sense as to why this guy would actually win this uh court case against tesla for racism i hope now i'm starting to draw you an even more detailed vision of who this fucking fraudster is i just hope people are listening for the, his company, OpenAI, in December 2015, Musk announced the creation of OpenAI, a not-for-profit artificial intelligence AI research company aiming to develop artificial 
artificial general intelligence intended to be safe and beneficial to humanity. A particular focus of the company is to counteract large corporations and governments who may gain too much power by owning super intelligent systems. In 2018, Musk left the OpenAI board to avoid possible future conflicts with his role as CEO of Tesla. As Tesla increasingly become, became involved in AI through Tesla Autopilot. So it's not going to look good when he's supposedly in this nonprofit to counteract large corporations gaining too much power through AI because guess what? His company is gaining power through AI. And he doesn't want to be a hypocrite. Speaking of which, let's get over or let's go down to the section of donations and nonprofits. Musk is chairman of the Musk Foundation, which states that its purpose is to provide solar power energy systems in disaster areas as well as other goals. Since 2002, the foundation has made over 350 contributions. Around half were to scientific research or education nonprofits. Notable beneficiaries include the Wikimedia Foundation. Ah, the, the people who I'm actually reading this from. Well, surely they're not going to, they don't want to say anything bad about this guy. His alma mater, is that how you say it? Alma mater, yeah. His alma mater, the University of Pennsylvania, and Kimball's Big Green. Vox described the foundation as entertaining in its simplicity, and yet it is strikingly opaque. What the fuck does that mean? You got me. But check this out. Noting that its website was only 33 words in plain text. <laughs> Entertaining in its simplicity and yet is strikingly opaque. The fact that the website for this nonprofit has 33 words in plain text text 33 huh the website's just 33 words that's it do do i really have to spell it out for you people 33 all right it's the last time i'm saying it the foundation has been criticized for the relatively small amount of wealth donated so they're not really handing out that much money <laughs> from 2002 to 2018 it gave out 25 million directly to nonprofits nearly half of which went to Musk's OpenAI went to himself which was at the time a nonprofit organization sounds like a money scam to me in two in 2000 Forbes gave Musk a philanthropy score of one because he's given away less than one percent of his net worth so even Forbes is out here calling the guy out 
because he's marketed as this philanthropic dude, but you know, he's barely giving any of his wealth to any kind of charities. And when he does half the time, it's for his own charity. It's like he's giving it to himself. Come on. Musk is also a trustee of the X Prize Foundation. In twenty in January 2021, he promised to donate $100 million as a prize to whomever developed the best carbon capture technology. Uh, once again, he's worried about those damn carbons. Seems like all these... Uh, Rich psychos are obsessed with carbon. Bill Gates. Jeff Bezos. Zuckerberg. They're just so worried about this. That stuff that plants need to uh, grow. Yeah, it's ho horrible, horrible stuff. It says here under Musk's wealth, he has repeatedly described himself as cash poor has professed to have little interest in the material trappings of wealth. Right. In 2012, Musk signed the Giving Pledge. And in May 2020, Musk pledged to sell almost all physical possessions. See, he doesn't, he doesn't care about money. He doesn't care about these things. In 2021, Musk defended his wealth by saying he is accumulating resources to help make life multiplanetary and extend the light of consciousness to the stars. Hmm. It's a very interesting quote right there. The first part being total bullshit. Oh yeah, he's selling away everything. He doesn't care about money because he's saving all of it to help us get get to Mars because Guys, because he just cares about humanity so much, even though he's a fucking bully and asshole at work and fires people for no reason and calls people racial slurs. And it's like, come on. And to extend the light of consciousness to the stars. The light of consciousness, huh? This is, this is obvious Luciferian talk here. If you, if you know, if you start to get a gist for how they talk, this is exactly how they talk. He owns a private jet though. The jet's heavy use of fossil fuels, it flew over 150,000 miles in 20, 2018, has received criticism. But... You know what? He's worried about how much carbon you're putting out, and he's going to track that shit. So, so you, you don't fuck up the earth, okay? But he can take his private jet and fly everywhere and not give a fuck. This whole thing with him not, you know, not having any physical possessions, really? There was this thing going around for a while that he's down here in Austin and that he lives in, like, a little fucking, a little shed that they, they like, put it up really quickly like fucking Legos or some shit and that he lives in this fucking ultra minimal thing because he doesn't care about luxury he doesn't care about money 
Oh, turns out I seen another fucking thing. He's actually hiding out at a fucking big ass multi-million dollar mansion. But he doesn't care about possessions and he lives in and he just wears a $10 shirt. I'm done with the bullshit. I'm just done. I'm not buying it anymore. All right, let's see. Let's finish up this fucking wiki profile here. Under artificial intelligence and public transit, Musk has frequently spoken out about the potential dangers of artificial intelligence, repeatedly calling, calling it the greatest threat to humanity, yet he's the main one building it. Musk's opinions about AI have provoked controversy. Consequently, according to CNBC, Musk is not always looked upon favorably by the AI research community. Musk and Zuckerberg have clashed on the issue, with Zuckerberg calling his warnings pretty irresponsible. Fucking robot-ass Zuckerberg's out here like, Don't talk about AI like that. Really? Fucking Zuckerberg, you are fucking AI. Fuck you. Musk claims that humans live in a computer simulation have also been criticized. Really? So do we live in a computer simulation or do we live on this universe that you got your rockets traveling through? Which one is it? Oh, he's trying to be edgy. He's trying to be like the the Matrix. Ooh. Down here in public recognition, Musk has had multiple cameos and appearances in films such as Iron Man 2 by Disney, by Marvel, owned by Disney. Hmm. Once again, the little Disney space agency Elon Nazi connection. Why him and Men in Black International? Television series on which he has appeared include The Simpsons, Big Bang Theory, South Park, Rick and Morty, and Saturday Night Live. Like I said, he's an actor. Not a very good one. Uh, The last thing on here, accolades. Musk was elected a fellow of the Royal Society in 2018. In 2015, he received an honorary doctorate in engineering and technology at Yale. Honorary doctorate, huh? So he didn't have to work for it. He just got his bachelor's. But then you, Yale, a.k.a. Skull and Bones, gives you an honorary doctorate in engineering. So now the fact that you're chief architect makes more sense. And he was also given IEEE Honorary Membership. Awards for his contributions to the development of the Falcon rockets include the American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics George Law, George Lowe Transportation Award. Jesus, they need to reduce that down. American Institute of Aeronautics and of Aeronautics and Astronautics George Lowe Transportation Award. Did, uh, did y'all watch that one? Did y'all watch that one on CBS? The Federation, the Federation Aeronautique Internationale Gold Space Medal 
in 2010. I guess they have a a French fucking gold gold Olympic medals that they give out to people. I don't fucking know. Stupid, stupid ass award shit. And the Royal Aeronautical Society gold medal in 2012. He was listed among Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People in 2010, 2013, 2018, and 2021. And I think he's been on the cover a few times. And what does that tell you about this guy? Is he really this rebel dude who, you know, he's got his own ideas? But they're going to put him on the fucking cover of Time? Come on, people. You know who else was on the cover of Time? Adolf Hitler. And that's all I got to say about that. All right, so that's it. Those are my arguments as for why I think this guy's up to no good. But what do you think? Do you still buy the whole billionaire philanthropist who's out to help humanity by getting us to other planets? Or is he just another government controlled created cult member MK Ultra psychopath who might be part AI and doesn't want to help everybody actually wants everybody to die it's up to you as for what you want to believe but I'm pretty glad to get this over with because now I really have a bunch of other different subjects I want to start getting back into. Also, anybody out there wants to hit me up, WTF Do I Know Podcast at protonmail.com. Hit me up about whatever. And that's it, guys. I'll see you all on the next one coming out soon. Peace.